While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. guy he really was a nice guy yeah yeah um i didn't expect him to say he had an 18 year old kid he, he yeah, doesn't look no, that he, much older he, look, he, he looks like around my age right yeah right right maybe he started earlier <laughs> right so uh, <laughs> but how pro-life he really is yes. yeah oh no he's definitely pro-life <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and um whatever you whatever hollow you feel about that issue it was nice to have someone just be honest sure he didn't. He wasn't mealy mouthed about it. He was no. like, "No, this is how I feel." Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not mealy mouthed at all. Yeah, it's it's a real contrast with with um on that particular issue. Not mealy mouthed. I mean, I don't, I don't think she's mealy mouthed either. No, no, I think no. she's one hundred percent pro choice. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, you have to be um, to be a Democrat yeah. to be a Democrat. Right. So yeah. um, anyway, but no, very nice guy, Justin I, Thurber. Yeah, I, I liked him. Um, yeah. and we'll have. We'll have Rep Pat add in too. I've I've spoken with her uh, at certain points. We'll we'll get something on the books yeah. with her too. So I'm um, excited to be able to feature these state rep races here, and I think a way that a lot of other local media outlets aren't doing. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and you know what, Marcus, one of the things, and and again, I like this guy, but I've liked every one of the candidates have come through. Evan Genro, not every one of them. <laughs> I like the Costa kid. No, no, you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I, the I goof running for sheriff. Sure. No, 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 no. I liked I liked the. Um, uh, I liked Costa. I liked Costa. Costa, Costa yeah. was good. Yeah. yeah. No. Not. No. Um. Because you were nice to. Because you were nice <laughs> to. You were nice to Mayor Hero too. Um. The the guy who ran for Congress. Uh. Nurse Dan. Oh. You I weren't nice to. Listen. You know. As I said to Aaron Burke a long time oh, ago, and he, and he repeated it to me. Yeah. Never let the crazy person dictate the agenda. I just saw, right. So I just saw the congressman. Uh, I just saw Keating. I was yep. talking to him for a little bit, and he he said, um, you know, how oh how's Chris doing? I'm like, Chris is doing great. You know, we're he, you know he's here, he's here with me. We're doing a we're doing a good show. And he goes, you know, well, it's a good thing when he was sick that he didn't have Nurse Dan. But the Nurse Dan did anger me because my my, my one my my issue with Nurse Dan like, like a bad guy just misguided misguided and also. I just thought he was making these accusations against the town clerks. Yeah. Their jobs are hard enough. I know. I just spoke with my town clerk today. I I messed up on something. She has to correct it. You know, it's a, it's a hard it's a it's a hard job. Yeah. I, I, you know, generally speaking, if you have a problem with a town clerk, it's because you messed up. Yeah. By the way, I was in the same situation. Right. I got bounced off the voter rolls one year mm-hmm. because I didn't fill out the census. Yeah. Well, I didn't fill it out. Right. That was my fault. Exactly. So anyway, so I, I didn't like it. Right. But I understood. So five oh eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get on the uh on the program. Um 
you know, I, th- I thought we had a nice conversation with Mayor Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, I saw some calls come in. I know people want to talk to Mayor. You can talk to the mayor every week when he's on with Tim. Right. We like to have a different conversation with him. And and quite frankly, um, not not to be selfish, but sometimes Marcus and I have our own questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We we have to, um, we line up the guests, and sometimes it's because we want to talk to them. Yes. And, it, it, you know, when we had Hodgson and Hero on, you guys got to talk to them. You guys got the bulk of the time. Yeah. So and uh, I, I want it. I Marcus, want it. we have the debate coming up. Oh, do we? Yeah. We do, right? Uh, in a week from today, seven days from today, actually, seven days from today, um, there is the debate. It's commercial free. You guys can call in. I swear to God, if you guys do, if you if you do a preamble, I'm go- <laughs> listen to me. If you do a preamble, I am going to drop you. If you call in and you say, well, my boss, Tom Hodgson, <laughs> does this, this, and this, I'm going to drop you. You need to ask a question, and you will take your answer off air. I hate to be, like, trying, like, I'm disciplining or whatever. I'm just letting you all know. You take a, you an, you ask a question, and you take your answer off air. That's how it's going to work. If, if we do it that way, we'll be able to get a lot more phone calls through. Yeah, and I think I think the the because the, the, the goal I'm trying to accomplish is have as many of you be able to talk to the candidate as possible. So just understand that if we allow your preamble, that means we allow somebody else's preamble, which is your question time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you can get this right. Yeah. <laughs> we got to we got to jam as many yeah. calls as possible into yeah. a very limited amount of time. Yeah, and and it's the phone lines are off the hook. I know uh, Tom had called in last night, Kennedy, and said, um, uh, you know, he tried for thirty five minutes to get through with her own, and he wasn't able to. So we know that there's a lot of interest in this race, and we're you know we're happy to be able to cover it. So just keep it quick. Think of your que- you got a week to think of your question. And again, and again, Marcus, um, I, I you 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 pointed out, but I, I do I do think. Um, it, it, it's worth repeating again. We're going commercial free. Commercial that, free. I mean, we're giving you as much time possibly yeah. as we can, callers, um, by it's taking out the commercials. Right? It's going to be really tiresome. It and, is. <laughs> and uh, I was warned actually by by Michael and Tim. They said, "Well, you know, you know what you're getting into." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I got to do it though." Right. You know, because right. that, that's what heroes do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good lord! So, uh, what, what, what have I created? So the um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So actually, you came to me this way. Yeah, I did. It's true. No, it's it's true. It's true. So, Marcus, we have um, as I started to say, really, I don't think there's been a candidate yet, with exception. You know, I did Nurse Dan. Even Nurse Dan was a nice guy. He was a nice. He guy. He was just a little off. But, yeah. But really, one of the things, folks, appreciate these candidates. Yeah. Whether you agree with them or not, I mean. Uh, they're trying hard. They're working mm-hmm. hard. They're spending their time. They could be doing a lot of other things, but instead they're trying to, you know, impact our, our Republican. I do think they deserve uh, some credit for that. Yeah. And um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's just I mean, we haven't seen it yet because we were on air. We were talking with Mayor Mitchell, but there was a debate between Jeff Deal and Laura Healy that happened. And we heard from our own Barry Richard yep. that uh, Deal got his clock cleaned. Yes. Barry Richard, um, we love him. He uh, he texted into us uh, during the show. He just watched the debate and it did not go well for Deal. Yeah. And that's from Barry. Yeah, exactly. That's from Barry, who who supported Deal in the primary, right. 
still, I believe, supports Deal. I heard him uh, supporting Deal today when he was talking to some uh, cons- uh, t- to some callers. And so, I, I, you know, that's that doesn't bode well for for Jeff Deal. I mean, if you're going at a significant fundraising advantage and you're polling at, optimistically polling 18 po- points behind, optimistically polling 18 points behind, right. you can't lose you you can't lose your first debate. You can't lose any debates. You have to come in prepared, and I, I would say that. One of my main criticisms of Jeff Deal is that I don't think he's taken the campaign seriously. I don't think he's prepared. I don't think he's worked hard enough. I agree. You know, and um, and and apparently that showed tonight. We'll have a we'll have a chance to talk to him about that on um, on Monday. Uh, he he's going to call in on Monday at, at nine o'clock. So we're going to have a chance to to. Oh, he's calling in. He's calling in. Yeah, more to the point. No, <laughs> more to the point. <laughs> He stretches out of the fetal position just long enough to to (laughs) dial the phone. (laughs) Um, Sets the recliner down. Right, right. right. So that that he can be closer to the phone because he leaves it on speaker, obviously. (laughs) Phoning it in. So we... um, Quite literally. Yes, yes. Phoning it in. If if you notice... uh, Marcus and I have insisted, when possible, to get them to come in. Let me tell you something. Right. Here's the it deal. makes a big difference. Here's the deal, and I'll, I'll be straightforward about it. We made everybody come in during the primary, and they all did. Right? They all did, and they were all excited too. Some of them like waited around for hours just to get on the show. Right? A few of them. And um, the reason, one of the reasons why I've laxed that a little bit is because I understand that. The Democratic candidates, most of them, can stay home and win. You know, yes, they can st- it's, it's not their fault. It's a, Demo- it's a Republican. Yeah, they fault. can stay home and win. And you know what? To, to their credit, not a lot of them. You know, not a lot of them have. Um, you have. I saw Kim Driscoll over the weekend. Was it this weekend? It all blends together. Yeah, it was. This, it was. I saw. I saw Kim Driscoll over the weekend. She was here in New Bedford, right? Diana Desaglio was there. Uh, 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 you know, she was Council President Abrams' guest at the at Chowderfest. But I know that it's not this. It's not as competitive as it once was. So, um, we want to get these folks on the air with us, and so when we can, we insist for them to come in yeah when we can't we don't yeah um we um i also folks when they're when they're here in studio we can take your calls yes when they're not it's very difficult i don't like it it it, it just doesn't work i just don't like it yeah so i don't no i don't i I don't i don't take calls um so but we've got um we've got coming up uh tomorrow i have paul chase from uh from Rail to Boston on. They're going to talk about, it's question five, the MBTA ballot question. And then I'm going to have Council President Abra Collin for a council post game. And then Friday, we're going to have Jeff Swift, who's the Republican candidate running against uh, Bill Strauss. He's going to be in studio uh, with us uh, as well on Friday. So that will be fun. Um, you know, I'm thinking about, like, you know, we were, we were kind of talking about this with Mayor Mitchell, but like, what do you think, Charlie, like, we were asking, like, what do you think Karen Polito's going to do? What do you think Charlie Baker's going to do? I would imagine that Charlie Baker is going to go make a lot of money. Yeah. I would say that... He's already made quite a bit. He he, he did pretty well before this. Um, Because he was the CEO of Harvard Pilgrim. Right. Yeah. But I can imagine that... um, 
and we've probably all done it when you've gone to a career that you weren't getting as much money, but maybe you enjoyed more. You always look back fondly yeah. on the money you were making. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I mean, he was well, making what, like four and a half million a year yeah. at, at Harvard yeah. Pilgrim. Yeah. So he might want to go do that again. And again, after having been the governor of the state of Massachusetts with all of the problems that it has, yeah. right, you know, all, all the responsibilities, uh, all the challenges, um, It'd be a breeze, probably, to go work at one of the yeah. other big, big and, and companies. Yeah, and your, yeah, right, and your demand, your salary demands become a lot higher right. after that if you go sit on a board or be a be an executive somewhere. Yeah. My hope is that, and people who know him say say he's done, um, that he's done with politics. I I would hope that's not the case. I'd like to think that it's in the blood and he'll come back. So here's he a, sees something. I mean, he has been still even on his way out, even on his way out, um, putting his uh, putting his um, name and money, right. his PAC money, behind candidates that he believes in that that agree more with him. As an example, he was he was very active in the district attorney's race, in the Democrat primary, helping uh, Tom Quinn. Um, he was yes. mailing. He was he was endorsing. His pack was yes, yeah. yeah, his political pack. Yeah, um, which which will be his campaign in the future. Yeah, right, right. Um, the um, uh, he he was also um, he was active in Tom Quinn's race. He was active in the the Suffolk DA's race. Um, he was active. In, he's been active in um, uh, some rep races down here. He was active in Chris Markey's race. Yep. Um, I su- he's been active in the sheriff's race. I, I suspect he'll get more active. Um, so, and that, I think, and obviously, if if we're seeing it in our little corner of the state, it's yeah. going on all over the state. Alan Fung too. He, he uh, did help Alan Fung. Yeah, he had a fundraiser with Alan Fung. He took a picture with him. Uh, so he's supportive of Alan Fung. He's looking for more. I think uh, what I'm what I'm seeing is, you know, you look at a guy like Tom Quinn, a guy like Chris Markey, Evan Gendro, Alan Fung. What do they have in common? Is that they're more moderate figures in in the local political scene. They're people that can work towards a solution. Yeah, you know. Uh, although, yeah. although interesting, I I think that Representative Schmidt is 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 in that realm too. Yeah, yeah. Um, very nice guy. And again, as I as I as I started to say, I don't think we've had a bad. I don't think it's been a person who's been in here yet that has come off poorly. Right. No. Yeah. I think everybody's done well. Everyone. Everyone is is. Despite our best efforts. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Efforts, you know, yeah. we, we try to get them fighting. Yeah. But maybe the spiciest is yet to come. Well, you the know. The debate for the sheriff's office. The debate for the sheriff's office. We, um, that's, that's going to be, that's really going to be something that's, that's, it's really exciting. Um, and yeah, that's it. It's exciting. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I think what you're going to see, I, you know, you know what I, you know what I was, I, I was talking a little bit about this yesterday. So here's what happened yesterday. Cause Chris, you weren't here. Um, I was talking about, I was recapping Paul Horo's, uh, time here. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call about question four. Um, and then that was the rest of the show because uh, I got a lot of calls. Everybody wanted to talk about really? it. Really? About question four? Yeah, about question four. That's the um, driver's license yep. bill. Yeah. And then some guy, yeah, the whole entire show. And then uh, some guy did briefly uh, interrupt the uh, calls um, about question four to call me and Tim Weisberg communists. And, you know, to which I say, don't, um, you know, Tim Weisberg doesn't deserve it. Maybe no, I do. Right, right. <laughs> but right. Uh, that's how pretty much. But before I got into that conversation about question four, 
um, uh, I was talking about how, and I think this is they both the both of the sheriff candidates have done a good job at this. They're being presented by their opponents as like Hero, Hero for example, like a you know a leftist, uh, you know defund the police, et cetera type of guy. And he talked about his record with the Attleboro Police Department, and he his even criminal record or his his, his not his criminal record, oh, right. his uh, record with the Attleboro, uh, Attleboro Police Department. He talked about um, how I I asked him, and I was surprised by the answer. I said, "Are you going to refuse?" use a contract with ice if you get it goes i'm not sure yet right so right. he presented himself as a lot more and i think a lot of that has to do with being the head of a municipal government when you're in, in municipal government it becomes a lot more tech, technocratic and pragmatic Hanson on the other side i think has done a good job presenting himself as a bit more moderate than his opponents say he is as well i yes. think he presents him you know people say uh you know people say under hodgson you know it's a draconian wasteland and you know everybody's <laughs> suffering and dying and all of that and i think there's some legitimate criticisms of hodgson that i've actually you know made that i've actually told uh, talked with him about um but he has i think done a pretty good job of presenting himself as somebody with a bit more compassion than his opponents would like to say and so i wonder if there I know there's some fundamental differences between these two guys, but they don't seem as as much of uh, ideologues as you might think they are based on the based on the the the, the rhetoric. As perhaps their camps both wish they were. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think um, you, you even talked about when you were talking with Hero about Ash Street, and you know what? I listened to an old in, the the very first interview I had with him when I was on on Saturdays, and I asked him about closing Ash Street, and he was noncommittal. You yeah. know, he was noncommittal. So, so folks, what, what we we had we had a number of conversations off the air when he was here, and um, I think I had made you know actually I, I can tell you what I said to him because I was kind of joking around. We talked about how far away Attleboro is, right? Because he had to drive back. Yeah. And so I said to him, I go, well, well, first thing to do if you become sheriff is close down New Bedford, open a jail in in Attleboro. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And he said to me, he, he's a pretty serious guy, so he goes, no, no, I'm not like my opponent. I'm not like all my supporters. I don't really want to close on Ash Street right away because I think it would lead to an overcrowding perhaps yeah. at Darwin. He gave me a very logical answer on it, right? Um, which I thought was, I, I'm not saying I was surprised because yeah. I think that is a logical answer. Yeah. I never thought that Ash Street should be closed down. Yeah. But um, as you pointed out, Marcus, then off the air, Marcus, and I talked about it, Marcus, and you said, geez, I'm not sure. You know, we weren't sure, right? Right. And, I, and then I wasn't sure if I'd heard him right. I thought yeah. I did. And, I, and it turns out, I think that's a logical thing, right? Because yeah. I think if you just suddenly close it down, um, where are you going to put all the people? Right. Right? It, and Not to mention Hodgson's used that as a regional lockup now, yes. too. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, it, it's interesting. Um, I've mentioned this before. I listen to the scanner at night. If you listen to Bedford Police, you hear every night en route with one prisoner to Ash Street. Right, they're, t they're moving them from New Bedford lockup over to the Ash Street Jail where they can be wa watched. And Barnstable and Pr uh, Plymouth apparently don't have their own. Isn't it amazing? It's incredible. I mean, they're not, those aren't. The thing is, is it's not close, right? No, like Barnstable and and Plymouth aren't close to New Bedford. It's forty five minute drive. So, uh, it's it seems it's amazing to me that 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 they don't have their own region. They, they don't have their own regional lockup. They should. It's um. You would think, I mean, when you think how big Plymouth County is, yeah, that is enormous. Yeah, all the way up to Cohasset, places like that. Yeah, for them to be driving over to Ash Street. Yeah, you know, um, Cohasset's so far away. Right. I, know. I went to a wedding in Cohasset a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Who? 
goes out here. <laughs> so my aunt, my aunt and uncle lived in Cohasset yeah. in, the, in the 80s. And I remember because we'd be going there and we'd have to go to Boston. Yeah. We, my father drive to Boston. Yeah. And then south on Route 3. Basically. To get yeah. to the house. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. And yeah, because it's there's no direct there's no direct roads or anything there. Yeah, no. it's crazy. It's a um and I used to work over in, in, in northern Plymouth County. Um and, and I had I had two offices, one in northern Plymouth County and one in Boston. The office in Boston was farther as the crow flies. Yeah. But it was 45 minutes more to get to, the, to, to, to northern, northern Plymouth County. Right. Because I have to cut all the way through. Anyway, so um, I would say that the sheriff does provide a very good service. Well, again, again, when I was on the board of Cycling of Freetown, is when the, is the year he opened the regional lockup. Okay. And for small the police departments, with, with not as much crime, I'm thinking of Fairhaven, Freetown, yeah. um, a Kushnip. Sure. It makes all the sense in the world to be able to take your prisoners over to the jail to have them watched. It's an economy of scale. It's very it's very simple, yeah. really. And it really saved has saved people a lot of money over the years. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Fourteen twenty WB. You had a lot of calls last night. Um on yeah, question four. I did. Um I noticed that the that um there's an article in one of the, one of the various publications I read uh, for, for this show saying that they've got it down to one sentence, that basically a yes vote or a no vote, depending on each question, yeah. because some of these questions are very long and involved. Yeah. The dental question, have you started seeing the ads for that? I did. Yes, I have too. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, started seeing the ads like on Instagram, they have some paid ads. Right. Yeah. So, and, and it, it's, you know, you look at the fundraising, which what's funny about all the, all the yeses basically are getting a lot more money than the no's. Okay. So question one is raised the most money by far. It's the millionaire's tax one. That's raised 21 million in support. Nine million opposed. That's that's the most. Okay. Um, I forget the other two, but the uh, the driver's license bill, uh, one point two million for yes, which means to keep the law, right? And a hundred and thirty thousand for no, so a ten to one disadvantage in, in spending, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. I know I heard one of the callers um call, I believe Tim's program, um yesterday, uh, talking about how Aetna was one of the large donors to the license bill. Which I think you and I speculated that would that, that the insurance companies would be putting a lot of money behind this. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't make. I mean, that, that makes all the sense in the world. You're going to yeah. create a larger customer base. I mean, yeah. if if you, if you sell insurance, uh, our, our, our Bella, our Bella, our Bella put uh, two hundred thousand dollars behind See? it. Yeah, I mean, which is a drop in the bucket, right? Yeah. Um, they know they're going to make the money back if they. If there they is no. There is no. Financial, I can't think of any business group. That would oppose the law. Yeah. They would put money behind it. And the, um, yeah, because I looked at the opposition, uh, there's organizationally for opposition, the only organization I rec, I remember is the Mass Fiscal Alliance, actually. Right. Right. So, which is a, you know, a, a conservative wing, of, a, a wing of the Mass GOP, basically. But, right. um, uh, for organizations. It's Rick Green's group. Yes, yeah. and it, it, so in support of um, in support of uh, in support, you see. So a lot of you, uh, SEIU was a big one. You know, service employees international union. They want to get their members to work. Yep, 
And yeah, exactly. That, no, no, I mean, it's, it's literally why. That's yeah. literally what it is. Yeah. So SEIU, uh, which is Service Employees, uh, the big Service Employees Union. I saw, yeah, Arbella Insurance, um, Mira, obviously, um, the uh, immigration group. The, the yeah. yeah, the immigration group in Massachusetts, really the the leading the leading one, and um, ACLU, obviously. Um, but it was a lot of unionized. It was a lot of unionized labor, a lot of unionized organizations, and yeah, some insurance, uh, some insurance uh, don't, uh, donors. I mean, it, it, it makes all the sense in the world. You're going to increase the pool by <clears throat> what do they say, two hundred thousand? Um, yeah, uh, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred thousand is when they was what they put is what in. they estimate for new licenses, right? Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were talking about the donation from our, from our bill. No, yeah, 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 yeah. About 200000 About 200000 yeah, right? Yeah, so that translates into 200000 potential. Yes. New policies. Yeah. That's a lot of money, folks. Someone had brought up the, I guess, the point that, you know, the, the car needs to be insured, not necessarily the, the driver. Like, you can, if you have a driver's license, you don't have to buy insurance, but someone who owns the car basically does. I mean, you don't have to be on the insurance. Yeah. You just assume most people that have a license and get a car are going to purchase the insurance. Yes, it, I've yeah. never. Yeah. Because it's the law. Right. Yeah, because it's the law. That's. But, yeah. Um. Look, I, I am up in the air on the thing. I I feel that if I, so I don't like the fact that it's an incentive to be here and say not in New Hampshire, okay? I don't think it I don't think it's a good idea to incentivize lawbreaking. That being said, I would much rather have a person that hit me have insurance. Mm -hmm. Now I understand that they don't have to have insurance if they're driving illegally now that What's going to stop them from doing it in the future? Very, I agree with you. I understand. What's to stop anybody else from? No, it's true. We have plenty of people now who drive without insurance. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and licenses. So it would be um, the fact that they're given the option to do it. The one thing I would like to see is that our, is that our legislators increase the penalties for driving without insurance or without a driver's license. That may be it. If you say, look. We've created these incentives for people to do it. If you're not going to go along with the program for the good of your neighbors, um, then we're going to punish you, yeah. right? Um, you know, it, the, I, I would agree with that. But um, the other idea that these people are here, they've got to move around. It's a federal government problem, all right? Yeah. The federal government created this problem. You you can you can blame whatever administration you want, whatever you, you you think works for your for your world view, but the state government's trying to fix a problem yes. that they did not create. Okay? Yes, exactly. Now the argument could be, well, yeah, but now they're going to incentivize it by bringing them more here. I I still think that the federal government, if if you look around the country. You might not like what Ron DeSantis did by shipping him up here, but boy, he got he got attention to the issue. You might not like what's going on in New York with um with with what Mayor Adams is saying nowadays. He's getting a real hard line on, on the immigration, illegal immigration. And he's starting to criticize the Biden administration. But that's because they're being overwhelmed. I mean, the federal trying to solve the problem. The, thing, the federal government isn't doing anything about it, right? right. Um and so 
uh, we have to, uh, in issues where the federal government has been um, derelict. derelict in their duty to do something about it, state governments really do have to step up and do something. And so, you know, we, again, the perfect, I think one of the, the best examples of this is, is marijuana, right? The government has been derelict in their duty to really evolve on marijuana as everybody else has. So it's up to us on the state level to make yeah, it they better. Don't know how, they don't even know how to make gravity bongs. <laughs> Right. That's how I evolved. Yeah, in the so, so it's it's the same issue is that you know the de- their their residency in terms of like their their legal residency is a federal uh, is a federal distinction that's um, you know that they again the federal government isn't doing doing anything about it either way. So you need we need to do something to make this situation better. That's the I think the best argument for the for the law is that it helps to solve a problem while repealing it doesn't uh doesn't solve the problem the the other the other my other issue with the repeal marcus and i i, I articulated this before i think you did a nice jo- excuse me a nice job asking um mr thurber about this um whether you agree with the law or not it followed the legislative process and people voted on it they had hearings on it um they may have come down they didn't come down where where, where you might have wanted them to but the idea that we can go directly to the ballot to repeal laws that have been passed I hate it. through the republic process the process of the republic here yeah. is um something is very wrong with that yeah right um i i think that direct democracy is a failure generally yes um read the founding fathers they'll tell you all about it so it's a yeah. failure it's one of the things that irks me when i hear people talk about our democracy our de- well, really we're a republic and, and, and there's certain distinctions there. <clears throat> we elect people like Chris Markey. We elect people like Bill, Bill Strauss, Mark Montigny to go up there and work on this stuff. Yeah. They might not come down where we wanted to come down on the issues, but oftentimes, well, generally, they always have more information than you and I in the public. Yeah. Right? Right. It's the reason we pay them a salary. Yeah, exactly. So they can concentrate on their job. So that they can they can just focus on those issues and know them better than us because right. we don't have the time for it. Right. And yeah. when you start to look at the issues like the dental bill. Yeah. Right? Um, it is a very complex legislation. Yeah. That And I, I'm a fairly bright guy. You are as well, Marcus. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. No, I, don't I should not be voting on that yeah, issue. Yeah, exactly. I thought the same thing. And I guess this, this was the... Um, this was the MNA's fault. They're the one that did this. But I thought the same thing when that nurse's uh, staffing question yes. hit the ballot. Yes. I'm like, and I ultimately voted. Um, I ultimately voted with the nurses. I believe I voted yes. And the reason I did that was I was like, why? Why am I voting to take someone's collective bargaining rights away? Like, I, I just don't. I just didn't feel like I should have done that. And so I, I was like, it's it's kind of incredible that this even got put on the ballot. Again, that was their fault. Right. They should have really even. Honestly, they should have anticipated that it would get shot, uh, that that there would be a lot of uh, moneyed interest behind getting that shot down. But um, ultimately, I thought, you know, and I heard this from other people in the field that said, why are people voting on on our, you know, basically our collective bargaining rights, our ability to to be adequately staffed and do our job well? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, um, you know, you look at the competing ads on question one right now. I if you watch the ad for. In favor of question one, they're telling me the lobbyists for the billionaires are lying to me, right? Yeah. Then I see a cranberry grower. I assure you he really is a cranberry grower. 
He's not some investment banker who's disguised as a cranberry grower in the ad against the against question one. He really is a cranberry grower. Yeah. He has a lot of land. That's his issue, right? Yeah. Is that when he goes to move that that land in, into assets uh, out of capital, you know, into capital, he, he doesn't want to pay more in tax. He would gobble so up his capital, him. right? Yeah. What? What, is, what, a, what a plight. Well, for most people, that will be a plight. Because most, most people, people, most people have over a million dollars in property, ultimately, at the end of their life. At the end of their life. Well, yeah, but when, I don't when know, they go that, to move that, their property. So, so, so what the proponents are trying to say is this law will allow for, you know, extra um, added state funding to add to education, infrastructure, and all that, things that we do need to add funding to. And I just don't know if it's persuasive for most people that, okay, 30, 40 years from now, your income over a million dollars, uh, all of your income over a million dollars, you only get 96 cents of the dollar for. I, I don't know if that's as persuasive. So um, most people plan out 30, 40 years yeah. of their life. I mean, as, as I said to you, Marcus, if, you're, if, you're, if your wife's a teacher and you're a cop or a firefighter or whatever, and you've got a house in Dartmouth or a house in the north end of New Bedford, you've got a three-deck and maybe you have a summer cottage. Yeah, most people him. don't own multiple properties, right? We're not saying most people own multiple properties, though, are we? I think most, a lot of people have multiple properties. Yeah, but not most. You think, think most most people have multiple properties? I don't think most people I think, have I think even I, have a, a single property. I think what I just described is a fairly standard situation. Okay, that that people have their house, they have an might have an investment property, mm -hmm. but certainly they have other investment funds. Again, if you're not working, yeah, but if you're if you're a cop or a firefighter or a teacher, you're making good money. If you, particularly, if you're probably making over as a couple. Yeah. You're doing well over $200,000 a year. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. So let's, let's go cop and a, and a nurse. Okay. Well, then they have a house. The house is probably worth a half a million bucks. Okay. Like out in a cushion, something like that. If they got a summer cottage, maybe they get Wareham or Fairhaven. Or they got a three-decker property because a lot of people- Again, I, I just don't think you're just- People- I, I think I'm describing a lot of people in our audience. Okay. I mean, that is- so many people. I mean, you start out in life, maybe with, with a three-decker. You hold on to it. Now you're renting it. Mm -hmm. You move on to a, to, a, to, a, to a little bigger house. And maybe you want to have... But but also, you, you'll have all your stock, everything like that. I mean, if you're making $200,000 a year, which I don't think is much for oh. a married couple... Hey, Ken Pittman. Oh, Ken. Um, what the hell is this? I thought it was Bon Jovi <laughs> with lifts. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that... um you're right. I mean, yeah, there are people who are in this scenario, certainly. Yeah. But I do think that if you're working in a profession consistently for 30 or 40 years, you're going to have a lot of assets. Yeah. Unless you're taking the money to the track every day. I don't, I don't know. Um, let's take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WB. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. We've got special surprise guest Ken Pittman to close out with us. Hey, Ken, how are you? You guys are lucky, <laughs> aren't we? So you said you watched the debate. What, what was your reaction to it? I walked away thinking nobody truly dominated. Uh, I, I would say Maura Haley was definitely more polished yeah. and, and prepared. Uh, I don't think Deal did awful, but he really was boxing like a European when he should have been looking for a knockout. He really needs a big hit here. He does. Well, well, Jeff also was tired because he worked the overnight shift at 7-Eleven last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, he's, he's struggling to get money. Um, 
It, he's not making a big splash. And we, we've seen this before. This is a movie we've all seen. Yeah. So we know when we see a real threat from a Republican challenger here or, or contender. And I, I, I don't see it here. As much as I think um, I'd prefer to see less of a Joe Biden sort of administration, um, uh, you know, once Charlie Baker's gone, I, I don't have any hope that Maura Healy's going to lose. Yeah, I don't think she's going to lose either. Now, now, Ken Pippen, a lot of people don't know this, but um, you and Charlie Baker are pretty good friends. Yeah. You built a good relationship with him. Yeah. He's a hell of a guy. And um, one of the reasons I am having a hard time with Jeff Deal is because Jeff Deal basically forced Charlie Baker out of the party. He, he and some of his acolytes. Made his life miserable. Right. He wasn't alone. I mean, our own Howie Carr has helped. Uh, right. But, uh, mostly it's what I call the Westboro Baptist Republicans. <laughs> Republicans in, um, yeah. You know, they don't have any tolerance for moderate Republicans. There's only one way, really. I don't know how. I mean, Romney really didn't win as much as uh, Shannon O'Brien lost. Yes, right? so, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Mo if you're going to be Wanna a Republican, see my you have tattoo? to be a yeah, right. Remember that? Want to see my tattoo? <laughs> yeah. You have to be a Massachusetts Republican. Uh, you right. know, they're going to be to the left of me, but, I mean, it is what it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if, like, um, I'm trying to, I can't remember the Republican governor of North Carolina or, or I mean, the Democratic governor of North Carolina or, um, you know, Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve Bullock in Montana. But I'm, it's right. basically the same kind of principle. Right. Is if you, you know, for, for Democrats, is if you want somebody that's going to get elected to, to be a Democrat, you've got to deal with, I mean, you've got to have somebody that's center right. And so the same thing with, with, uh, with the Republicans here in Massachusetts. The my, my concern with Jeff Deal, and I said this repeatedly, is that I don't think he would be able to attract the kind of talent you need to run the state government. We're talking about the, I'm not talking about whether or not he'd get a certain bill through or any of that stuff. I mean, I just don't think that he'd be able to attract the kind of people to run the MBTA and things like that. That you need to that you need to run or to run mass health, major big programs yeah. that don't have an ideological bend to them, they just exist and they have to get funded, they have to operate. And in fact, some people might jump ship uh, when he uh, when yeah. he takes over. Yeah, the, the resume doesn't match up to the task. I, I think Mara Healy still has some um, qualifying problems, but she's the Attorney General. She's you know this is a very clear and and commonly used path, AG to Governor. I, I think the biggest problem she's going to have is tempering her own majority and tempering her own instincts um, to continue running the government a Charlie Baker type way. Well, that's, she's been campaigning as a Charlie Baker-esque type of, uh, <laughs> I think, type of uh, type of figure, a little bit more moderate on stuff. Uh, Ken, was there any, like, memorable mo moment from the debate? Well, she continued to tie Trump around his neck. Yeah. And I, I really think... He could because he's doing well with independence in the state. Uh, and somehow uh, he's up 16 percent on um, on the matter of uh, the economy with with, with independence. That's interesting. It is. It could be a big factor. I doubt it. But, you no, know, he could have said something like, look, if you like Joe Biden, you're going to love her right. and, and done the same thing she was doing to him. And he didn't take any shots like that. Um, he's he's a, he was very pleasant, cordial. Uh, they both were really. I mean, you know, she didn't feel the need to really attack. This was four corners, Dean Smith basketball here. She's just yeah. running the clock out. Yeah, no, that's exactly that's exactly it. That's what I've been saying the whole time. I've said I haven't said Dean Smith, but I've said basically she's been since June since Sonia Chang Diaz dropped out. Right. She's been uh, it's she's uh, up two scores in the fourth quarter. She's got the ball. She's running dive. I I don't know why Jeff Deal hasn't 
challenged her no taxes, no uh, she's going to lower taxes. We have 64% increase in electricity, 38% increase in natural gas coming right after the elections in December. We have thousands, tens of thousands of, of Massachusetts residents who have, have subsidized uh, heating utilities. Right. Yeah. It, that bill is going to more than double. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, because you have more people on it this year, you have uh, obviously higher costs. How is the Massachusetts plan uh, with with the Democrats, how are they going to possibly lower taxes with all of these things that they'd like to do? I think Barry said that earlier today. He was basically like, well, what Deal can say is she's for he's uh, she's for higher taxes. I'm for lower taxes. She's against the gas tax uh, repeal. I'm for the gas tax repeal. Right. Let's let's take a break now so we can finish out the hour strong. 1420. Brock. So, uh, Ken, what do you got coming up this uh, Saturday on the Ken Pittman show? Uh, you know, I have a very special guest. Um, we're going to talk about Ryan Dixon, cancer awareness. Well, Ryan will be in the studio. I'm pretty sure. Uh, my sister Christine's coming on. Oh, nice. oh, cool. She is a, a cancer survivor, and of course, it's Cancer Awareness Month, Breast yeah, Cancer right. Awareness Month. Yeah, so October. She never, in all the years I've been on the radio, asked if she could come on and talk about. it. I said absolutely. Cool. So everybody's going to get to hear her crazy laugh. I think. <laughs> um, and then you know we'll talk a lot about this this uh, debate. Yeah. Um, and a missed opportunity for Dale. I, I thought there was some opportunity, some holes in her story. But, you know, she really is polished. And, yeah, and she looks competent. And that's going to be enough, I think, for the voters. So uh, we're we're just about wrapping it up, yeah. I think. I think, Ken, you nailed it. At the end of the day, people are looking for competence. Yeah. Right? And she was the attorney general elected twice. I think people uh, have confidence that she can run a government. And, and Deal is a risky proposition, yeah. which is not what Republicans look for. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, Ken, thanks for joining us. Appreciate oh, it. Happy to. Yep. And the Ken Pittman Show, 9 to noon on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to that. Thanks. And, um, and that's, that's, that's pretty much that's it. it. That's all we got. That's uh, all I, got, we got. I got, I got, uh, I got one Kim, question. You got to sure. get anywhere this Mac weekend? Mac Jones or, or Zappy? Bailey Zappy. I like Zappy. We I like Zappy. We want to be past Zappy. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. past Zappy. I like that. Past Zappy. Like Trademark it. Trademark it. All right.